0: Hallelujah. Psalm 24 reads, The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and those who dwell therein. For He founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the rivers. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? And who shall stand in His holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his soul to what is false, And does not swear deceitfully. He will receive a blessing from the Lord. And righteousness from the God of His salvation. Such is the generation of those who seek Him. Who seek the face of the God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O gates. And be lifted up, O ancient doors. That the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O gates, and lift them up, O ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Selah. Heavenly Father, we exalt you as King of glory this morning. We declare that we and everything and all your creatures are your property. We thank you that you own this world, this universe, that it is the product of your creative fingers, that we are made in your image. And we take great delight this morning in lifting up our hearts and voices and hands and praise to you, Almighty God, for reuniting us with your created purpose for us to glorify you and enjoy you forever. I pray that you would be magnified and exalted in the testimony of your name today. And these worship songs, as they stick with us in our consciousness, in our heart, as we go from this place later to your calling for us this week. In the preaching and the declaration and application of your holy word, I pray that you would be lifted up. In all that the Holy Spirit might lift up the gates of our hearts Lift up the gates of our understanding and lift up the gates of this world for your obedient church to march forward, taking ground for you, exalting your holiness and seeking your face, O God of Jacob, O God of history, O God of our salvation. And it's in your holy name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated for a moment. Well at this time we have a special blessing from the Lord, my, I call him my uncle Alan, or something like second cousins, and is here and he has been doing some work in Venezuela in recent years with a growing home church movement there and he's also brought with him today a couple from Venezuela and so I've been asked them to share with you a testimony of what the Lord is doing with his global church particularly in their corner of the world and As that relates to us, I'm praying that we would be encouraged. Also, we could be moved to prayer and the Lord might just strengthen all of us as we listen to his glory uh, being made manifest through whatever the Lord lays on your guys' hearts to share. So at this time, I just invite you to come forward and it'll be awesome. Morning.
1: Morning. Uh, As... uh... Ken said, uh, I'm Alan Carlton, I'm his uh, second cousin, Raquel uh, is a sort of an adopted daughter of mine, Susan's another cousin, uh, we're all folks here I think. Um, I've been working in Venezuela uh, for about 20 years altogether and started out working in a a small church that had about 30 members named Lucevita. Raquel and her family were members in that church uh, at that time. And uh, basically that church today uh, has grown to the point that it has over 3,000 members. Uh, They are members of a, a sister church in that city uh, called the First Baptist Church of Venezuela in Acarigua, or short for PIVVA is short as the acronym. And it also has more than 3,000 members. Those two churches are the largest in Venezuela right now. Uh, the, the way that Raquel and I became close was when she was 10, she gave me a letter and told me... Uh, I'm a 10-year-old girl who needs a father. My father was murdered, and uh, so I've walked alongside her family now ever since that. That's been about 16 years ago, and I had the privilege uh, four or five years ago to give her to Eduardo in their wedding and help perform the wedding ceremony, so uh, it's very close. They have a little boy named Derek who they allowed me to name. Uh, so, like I say, we're family. This year, their church, Pivva, has decided uh, that the time is right to kind of go into overdrive. And they, before December, that church will plant seven new churches. They have two daughter churches, one in Guenari and another one named Hebron that are going to plant eight more churches. So altogether, 15 new churches will be planted and dedicated in December from those three churches. Uh, The potential exists for there to be a great awakening across all of South America, starting in the area where we're working in Central Venezuela. That's a possibility. Uh, For the last... A couple or three months before they came here, Eduardo and Raquel were working in a a little city called Turin. And they were working to plant one of the churches there. And I thought it might be interesting for you to hear from them, among other things, that the Spirit leads them to tell you how they spend their time planting a church in another city. How do you go about that? Uh, I think you ought to plant one probably in 50 lakes, but...
2: <laughs> Buenos dias,
1: eh. el nombre de so de la obra.
2: Hace muchos años en Venezuela.
1: She has a lot of years in Venezuela.
2: Yo, una niña de nueve años.
1: Uh, she was a little girl of 9 years old.
2: Um, en la iglesia Luz y Vida,
1: and she was in the Church.
2: llegó un misionero. Uh, a <laughs> Alan Carton. Él <laughs> cuando yo ver, Muy uh, especial para
1: mí. I was special for her.
2: En ese tiempo,
1: en este
2: mu- muere mi papa.
1: Uh, her father was killed.
2: Y eh, yo conocer a Alan,
1: and she knew me,
2: y pedirle, and me uh
1: talk to me about what she needed, de
2: mi corazón,
1: and her heart un papá. A father.
2: Y yo pedirle mm-hmm. and a ti. Ah, okay. Mi papá.
1: And she took me as her father.
2: Y así fue mi adolescencia muchos años tú en Venezuela.
1: Yeah, so for many years after that I was in Venezuela and together helped her family.
2: Um 19 años, a mis 19 años
1: when she had, when she was nineteen,
2: conocer, conocer,
1: knew who, Eduardo. Ah, she knew Eduardo when she was Mi esposo.
2: nineteen. esposo. Luego, and later, él y yo, juntos.
1: They were together.
2: En la iglesia Pitba la primera iglesia bautista de Venezuela.
1: And they together joined. Just to give a little background, uh, Eduardo grew up as uh, in a, going to a Pentecostal church with his mother. Uh, the pastors at Lucevita weren't real happy about Raquel falling in love with a Pentecostal young man, so they went to a different church, the First Baptist Church of Venezuela, Pibba.
2: Sí. Y allí, un mes, un mes en la iglesia Pibva.
1: after they'd been one month in this church Pibva.
2: mi corazón anhelar un bebé.
1: She, in her heart, wanted a baby.
2: Yo, no era posible, Derek. No era posible. Yo. No era posible, Eduardo y yo tener bebé.
1: Yeah, it was not possible for them to have a baby at that time because Eduardo has a very rare disease. It's a morphia. It's a the subcutaneous tissue in his head and face and body it, it dies. And he's the only, the, we went to an expert in Dallas uh, earlier this year. He's the only Hispanic male she's ever seen with that disease. But part of the disease caused, uh, uh, what do you call them? The, uh, when the, va- the, the veins get very enlarged like women get varicose. varicose veins. He has varicose veins, had them on his testicles. And so he was unable to have children at that time.
2: Y una noche mi líder se llama Lea.
1: And one night uh, she was talking to the, the pastor of her congregation, hermana uh, sister Lea.
2: Ella hablar de la fe.
1: And Lea talked to her about her faith.
2: Mucho poder en la fe.
1: She said there's a lot of power in having faith.
2: Ella decir que lo que yo Yo quiero, Dios quiere más.
1: And she said, what you want in your heart, God wants more.
2: Y yo pensar, ah, un bebé and
1: para sh- mí. she wanted a baby.
2: Y mi fe, ponerla en práctica.
1: And she needed to pursue her faith as an action.
2: Y pedir a Dios un bebé.
1: And so she asked, uh, God for a baby.
2: Y cuando en ese tiempo de, de mi fe, un mes, en un mes, yo salí embarazada.
1: Y un mes later, she found out she was pregnant.
2: Sí. Sí. <laughs> <laughs> y eh Muchos problemas en mi embarazo.
1: She had Tres
2: meses de embarazo. Months, es un accidente en el baño. Yo es tener mucha
1: sangre.
2: Cuando ir a la clínica hospital.
1: Cuando went al clínica, hospital.
2: Yo pensar, qué a mí, me? porque yo, porque yo.
1: ¿por yeah, why me? Why
2: Dónde Do- está Dios?
1: Where is God in this?
2: Y en el hospital, en el hospital, eh, yo tener mucho temor en mi corazón.
1: Uh, she had a lot of fear her heart.
2: Y Una doctora,
1: and one doctor,
2: ella decir a mí, her, si tú conoces a Dios,
1: you know God,
2: pídele a él. Que el bebé uh-huh. se sostenga,
1: que el uh, baby be retained in your body. Es tiempo de pray.
2: Y yo pensé,
1: and she thought,
2: y dije, wow. Wow. Dios me habló.
1: Uh, this is God talking to her.
2: Sí. Y yo rápidamente pedí a Dios.
1: So she began to God.
2: Con mucha fe. Con
1: mucha fe y confianza. De
2: que mi hijo estaría aquí.
1: And child was there.
2: En este mundo junto a nosotros dos. ¿Dime? En este mundo uh, junto a nosotros dos.
1: Uh, in this world with them. Not in the future. Y aquí está Derek. And there he is.
2: <laughs> <laughs> es mi parte de fe con Dios.
1: And this was a, a huge leap of faith and a, a response to faith from God to her.
2: Eh, Eduardo y yo somos
1: misioneros and leaders
2: de la iglesia Pipa,
1: iglesia Pipa.
2: en eh, estamos en noviembre. en noviembre Cuando comenzamos nosotros la obra en estamos en, 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 en estamos en, 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 en septiembre en, Estamos en septiembre
1: en junio September.
2: en junio in, mm-hmm. in June, comenzar una obra
1: grande
2: en Turén en Venezuela
1: una
2: gran misión de la iglesia
1: para nosotros
2: y nuestro equipo de trabajo en Venezuela nuestra misión es
1: and this mission is
2: iglesias en Turin.
1: Uh, they're going to start four churches in Turin.
2: Y así cada congregación por ejemplo Jericó cuatro más cada, cada congregación tiene esa misión.
1: Congreso, congregación tiene. misión. Ah, uh, every congregation there th- there's a mother church and then four congregations every congregation is going to foster four missions
2: mm-hmm. y, eh, el 21 de septiembre es,
1: on the 21st of September
2: la misión es tenerla establecida las quince iglesia. la que las quince iglesia.
1: quince
2: de la yeah, yeah, and so yeah, on yeah, the 21st
1: yeah. of September they begin the for five churches
2: Un gran trabajo muy hermoso. And
1: really a, a huge work and a great blessing. En este in this work. Ah, in this work she's been seeing God's hand working.
2: ¿Cómo se mueve? ¿Cómo se? Como se mueve? Como... Like a Ah,
1: it's just how is moving. How God's moving there, I and mean,
2: in,
1: in because the the lives of people are being changed.
2: El es
1: and the work is.
2: Eh, Marte,
1: so uh, Tuesday,
2: jueves,
1: when or Tuesday, Thursday,
2: jueves, sábado, Saturday, domingo, and Sunday. Uh-huh. De siete, de
1: so starting at 2 in the afternoon
2: uh-huh,
1: until s- uh, 7 at night.
2: Uh-huh. Se
1: and so basically working door to door on the streets talking to people for that 5 hours for 4 days a week antes was what nos- they were doing. Aquí, until they came here.
2: Una semana,
1: and one week.
2: Teníamos almas para el Señor.
1: Uh, they had 200 people come to accept Christ in this. Uh, just an amazing work for God. Uh, I think it would be, if you have a question for them, uh, ask the question and let them comment on whatever is you're curious about there. They're going door to door. And there are youth that work in, in their team. They have some young people that, that work with them. there are all ages in the church are involved in this. And it, this is a personal observation of mine. Evangelical churches in the United States in general do a bad job of discipleship. In Venezuela, they do an amazing job of discipleship, and what that means to me is training new Christians to very quickly become mature Christians who are reaching out and touching and and talking to other people, bringing them also into the kingdom. They do a a much better job of that than we do. What is the predominant religion in Venezuela? And what were some of Uh, that's a hard question to answer because uh, if you look in any uh, encyclopedia, it'll say, well, it's a Roman Catholic country. But what the experience is, they have a very great shortage of priests just like the Catholic Church does here. And most, it's a very young country. While some of the young people may have been baptized in the church and say they're Catholic, They've never set foot in it since then. In general, uh, they're an unchurched people because they're so young and they're not involved greatly in the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church has lost moral suasion there. And so there there is a an ethical breakdown of society going on right now. Divorces are very common. Uh, drugs are very common. It's one of the main drug... Uh, pipelines into the United States right now, now that they've shut it down in Colombia. Uh, gang wars on the streets are very common. Uh, it's very common for people, uh, a guy and a girl get married when they're 20, they have four or five kids, he gets to be 40, decides he shucks her for another 20-year-old. And she has four or five kids to take care of. Can only There are no jobs for women to speak of down there. There are no jobs for anybody much except, uh, okay, tomorrow I'm going to be building something. You can come help me build it. If you're a woman, what you can do is go make some cakes in your house and sell them on the street. That's kind of what the kind of thing you can do. So she can afford to feed herself and maybe one or two kids. The others have got to go and scrounge on the street. Uh, That's why one of their church, PIVVA, sponsors a school for street kids that 250 children uh, come in every day and are fed two meals a day and and given free schooling. Um, the the needs are huge there. I, I would say, though, in answer to your question, there are probably... 30 or 40% of the people there are honest-to-goodness Catholics. There are probably... Uh, about that many also that are Protestant uh, with probably um, more, well, maybe not quite that many, but Pentecostals and Baptists are the most common there. Uh, there are a few uh, Nazarenes on the coast, and but not very many. There were a bunch of Mormons working there. They pulled all of their missionaries out uh, several years ago when Chavez uh, was becoming a little bit hostile to uh, the evangelical movement. But in general, the, the politicians there have encouraged evangelicals for a number of years because they undercut the, the power of the Catholic Church. They're, that'll change as soon as they see us as being powerful enough to be a threat. Um, in general, though, the, the the country is not a really uh, Christianized country in in practice but then again neither is the United States <laughs> any other questions uh-huh
3: Ahora uh, lo digo, o sea, lo importante de nuestro país no es tanto como quien dice la situación económica ni eso, porque nosotros.
1: Need to pray for the economic situation in Venezuela because it's so bad right now.
3: Yo creo lo, lo, la situación económica no afecta al, al hijo de Dios. Como hijo de Dios.
1: Yeah, the economic situation need to pray that that doesn't affect the, the hearts of the people who are following Christ.
3: Porque en ese momento es en donde vemos como el Señor suple todas nuestras necesidades mientras nosotros trabajamos en su obra.
1: Uh, need to pray for God to supply the, ne- <coughs> the needs of the people there.
3: Eh, la oración ahora Es,
1: um, the basic por, prayer now
3: es por el, eh, el plan que tiene is also.
1: for an evangelistic plan to really take hold there.
3: La de esas en
1: and so uh, they're planning between those three churches to start 15 new churches in December. They'll be uh uh can't think of the
3: word basically established la oración entonces sería
1: and therefore the prayer is
3: que el Señor supla todo en transport transporte that,
1: that God supplies everything in the way of transport
3: infraestructura,
1: o sea, in the structure that they need to, to worship
3: y um, eh, la situación política no afecte la construcción de esas iglesias
1: and that the political situation will not get in the way of building the churches
0: ok
3: sería esa la oración mm-hmm. y bueno eh, estoy muy agradecido de estar hoy aquí con usted
1: and they're really really glad uh, to be here with you
3: es una congregación muy bonita eh, muy familiar muchos niños
1: y yeah, this feels like home to them, this congregation, because there are a lot of children here. Uh, your music is drums and guitars. That's kind of what goes on there. Uh, very much feels like home.
3: Uh,
1: and God bless you and thank you for everything. Do you mind if I say a couple of things before we quit? You gotta. I use your Bible. I didn't bring mine. I want to look at. I wanted to share something with you, just before we quit. Um, How many of you ever left to go somewhere and left something valuable with somebody else to take care of? How many of you have ever done that? God, I'm sure most of us have. Most of you mothers have left a child with somebody to take care of for a while. Um, and I think that it's really important for us to focus uh, as a church on a similar event that took place with Christ. Think about... Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 through 20. And I'm sure most of you can uh, recite this to me. He said, Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to observe all that I have commanded of you. So we've got our marching orders, each one of us. And this is the, the difference in the, the New Testament church and the Old Testament faith was that was a message to a people. This is a message to me. We're to go. We're to make disciples. It doesn't say make church members. It says make disciples. And we're to teach them all that that. Christ taught us. What, how, how many disciples are here tonight, today? How many of you are disciples? Well, pretty much all. And so what do we got? Forty people here, maybe? Fifty? You do, you do know what a disciple is, don't you? I mean, a disciple is kind of an odd word because it's a word that really has two meanings that are about opposite. A disciple is someone who is a follower, but he's also a leader. You have to follow Christ as a disciple, but you have to lead other people to him and to grow to the point where you are. And if you're not doing both, you're not a disciple. You have to have people that you're pouring into, people that you are raising up to really understand what it means to be a Christian. And so uh, I would, if, if you're a disciple, and most of you have said you are, how many of you can bring one more in the next year? If I come back here next summer, how many of you can bring one more in the next year? Can anybody not? Get one person to come with you in the next year? Are you that unpopular? <laughs> but, but think about it this way. If every person here, and say you've got 50 people here, if every person here does that in five years, you could have 1,500 people here. Now, oh, is that right? 30, yeah, 1,500 people. 32 times the number of people here. And so what you have to do, though, in order to really focus on that is you've got to give God your blank check for your life. You you said something earlier, Ken, about uh, those who were asleep in Zion. I think that is a false idea. I would contend that anybody who's asleep in Zion is not a Christian. They're not a disciple. And you know the verse that says, I'm the vine, you're the branches. goes on to talk about being fruitful. And if you're not fruitful, what happens? You get cut off and thrown in the fire. There a a great fear that I have for the present church in America is we have a lot of people who are church members and a lot of people who come to be entertained in the church and for social purposes in the church, but not a lot of disciples, not a lot of people who are bearing fruit and the, the, the price for us not bearing fruit is unthinkable. It's unthinkable. So I would urge you to, I mean, it's so easy every day of your life. Your life's busy. You go to work, you take care of kids, you've got this, you've got that, you've got the other. There are things that divert you from being serious about discipling other people. You have to make that a priority. And to do that, you've basically got to give God your blank check. That means whatever he says do, you do it. Wherever he says go, you go. Whatever he says give, you give. Whatever, wherever, you do that. I mean, how many of you have ever given anybody a blank check? Have you? I I don't see one hand. I mean, that's a scary idea to, to fill out a check, and, and write it to somebody but you leave it blank what the amount is. You're saying, okay, I trust you, just put in whatever amount you want and I'll pay it, that's good. That's what we owe God. That's what we owe God. To give him our blank check. So I, I would challenge each one of us to do that. Give God your blank check today. And don't forfeit it. Don't call the bank after and say oh, well, <clears throat> that's, that's a bad check.
0: Please go.